Hello, and welcome to the Neighborhood Conversations. My name is Templeton Sawyer, and it's a pleasure to start off our episodes starting highlighting Pride Month. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! We are so excited, and I'm so excited to first introduce our co-host, Hoon. Hoon is an amazing individual who works at Teamwork Cooperative. Um, you have a new position, Hoon. Welcome. How are you? Good, good. Thank you, Templeton, for, for having me on here. And yes, I do indeed have a new position right now. I'm kind of in that transition phase of, of learning this new role and, and kind of, you know, figuring things out. It's, it's very tough, informational overload. Things been things been a lot, but but I'm just kind of suiting myself into it. So so it's been a great experience. Awesome, awesome, Hoon. Um, Hoon, thank you so much for, for taking the time out to co-host this amazing episode as we highlight Pride Month. Hey, love is love, queer is love, and that's something that we're going to introduce our guest today, Suzanne Litke. I, I really am so excited to have you on. I'm going to do it the teamwork way of starting with an employment question. Tell us <laughs> about yourself. <laughs> well, thank you, Templeton, for the invitation to join the podcast. So, um, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, uh, my glasses are quite prominently showing. Um, this is uh, this is Pride Month, and it's incredibly important to all of us. Um, I'm a queer lawyer, and I'm also the chairperson of the Nova Scotia Rainbow Action Project presently. And um, I've been working for a number of years uh, supporting folk um, in the queer and trans community to um, access uh, just responsibility just responses from government and supporting folks, um, running an organization that, uh, that is all about uh, equity, justice, and human rights for queer and trans folk in Nova Scotia. So we are about trying to create change in our communities and neighborhoods and uh, also trying to shift the, um, the shift the shift things in society at large so that everybody in the 2S LGBTQIA community are celebrated, included, and valued. Wow. That, that's that's, that's, am, that, that, that's amazing. And thank you so much. Welcome to the I'm Neighborhood also, Conversation. I'm yeah. also apologetic, unapologetically <laughs> queer. <laughs> I, I agree. I am unapologetically queer as well. And so I, I'm so excited to have you on to this conversations. Okay. Officially, hey, welcome to the Neighborhood Conversations. Um, we're going to start off this question series with the, the mean question. Why do we celebrate pride? That's 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 like an awareness that people should know why we're celebrating it and why this is important to us. Yeah, so um, we celebrate pride um, because of historical exclusion and lack of understanding and fear about folks who are in the 2S LGBTQI community. So um, we've made progress in society in Canada in particular with um, better inclusion um, there are still folks left behind. There are still folks who are excluded. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, the, the, the fight is not over, if you will. We still have work to do. And, um, in particular, uh, we think about our non-binary, um, members of our community. We think about our, our gender fluid, our trans folk, um, and, uh, our intersex, um, people who, 
who really have been marginalized even within the 2S LGBTQI community. And, and so there's a, there's a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge. We need to continue to be bold and upfront and out so that we can have a good dialogue in society around, right. um, you know, these, these folk and, and, and our identities and our various, uh, um, uh, who we are, if you will, yeah. and so that we, um, you know, we put an end to the discrimination that has been so um, harshly felt by our communities over decades. Definitely, definitely. Awesome. I'll kind of go into the second question here, Suzanne. Um, okay. I guess this will be a question uh, more for people who are not, you know, that, that don't know much about the community and would like to learn more about the community. Um, what would you say is the underlying difference between sexual orientation and gender identity? Okay, so um, it's important to be very clear that these are two separate concepts. And even though we are all lumped under this umbrella of uh, the rainbow, we call it the rainbow umbrella, um, sexual orientation is very different from gender identity. Sexual orientation is about how people experience or don't experience sexual interest or attraction. And so it's the direction of uh, someone's sexual interest uh, or attraction to people of a specific gender or to a specific sex or to no one. Um, so, for example, our agender, our ace, our ace folk, uh, asexual folk would have uh, not would not experience sexual interest uh, towards anyone. So um, that's different from gender identity, which is about our internal sense of self of being male, female, neither of these, both. Mm -hmm or an other gender. And for, for transgender people, um, their sex assigned at birth and their gender identity are not the same. And so um, that's basically the definition. And um, it is something about, it is really an internal sense of who we are and what our gender is. And it's not something that, um, that can be imposed on you. It is that, um, you know, if, if everyone is given the free opportunity to, 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 to express their own gender, they will. Yeah. We find that even children who are five and six years of age, that's when gender identity is expressed initially. And if allowed the freedom, children right. will, will uh, um, express their gender at a very early age. And it's only because of societal norms and societal um, impacts that, that, uh, folks uh, hide their gender. Right. And, and, and you know, I totally agree. The word express, we have the opportunity to express our our identity in, in the way how we feel. And, and we have, it, we should be accepted and, and, we, and we have the right to speak up and to correct when it needs to be corrected. Um, and, and so that leads to my next question on acceptance. How do you see more or less acceptance of the LGBTQ two plus IA community, um, do you feel that we are being accepted or or how we're being, being accepted in, in, in that way? Yeah, let's go, go, go that way, yeah. So Templeton, it's, it's, a, it's kind of, um, uh, it, it, it's, you know, acceptance is really not the word where we, you know, we don't want to just be accepted. We want to just be, be, we just, mm -hmm. we just want to be ourselves and be right. included, right? Right. And right. so, um, the, the question is more, you know, how, 
how are people who are not in our, the 2SLGBTQI community, how do they, um, you know, uh, perceive us? And how do they understand us? And right. and is there a deep understanding of who we are? And acceptance is is uh, like the first step, maybe, but it's not it's not the end all because we want to just be allowed to be who we are without any discriminatory practice, without any um, you know slights, without any name calling, without any uh, ha- hatred or fear about us because right. we're not dangerous people. Right? Holy, um, <laughs> did you know that we're not okay. dangerous we're people? Not dangerous people. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We're not. And we're not. You know, there's no agenda that we're trying no. to take over the world or change the family dynamic or you know or create uh, you know a, a, a new world. It's just it's just let us be. You know. And so um, what I what I think uh, what, when I when you ask the question about where are we, we have some distance to go. There is still very much a lack of understanding about trans folk, still a very a big understand, dis, uh, lack of understanding about intersex folk. Um, intersex people are still coercively assigned a gender at birth by their parents and surgeons. Um, unnecessary surgeries are done to these children to fit them into a box uh, of male or female when they could just be left alone and, you know, enjoy their bodily autonomy until they make their own, um, uh, until they have their own internal sense of self, what gender they are. And so, like, there are lots of ways in which, um, you know, you know, we have gay marriage. And I think that when we, re- when we, when we achieved gay marriage in Canada, that was like, okay, tick that box. We're done. You know, yeah. the queers are here. We're okay with them. Just let, right. let's move on, right? right. And let's not yeah. have these discussions anymore. But that was really just the very tip of the iceberg because um, there is systemic homophobia. There is systemic transphobia. And now the, 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 the big one that I'm working with or that we at, no, at, the, at the Nova Scotia Rainbow Action Project are working with is the binarism. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that we are living in a world that is, that exists in male, female, women, men. And there's no place exclusion um, and excluding entirely a group of people who are non-binary and uh, gender fluid and are two spirit folk as well can, you know, can also um, um, identify as non-binary people. So it's, um, it's a, the question is, um, you know, we do we have do we have full integration? Uh, no. Um, do we still have work to do? Yes. Have we come some distance? Well, we're a lot further than many countries around the world. Um, totally. You know, and uh, and so that's another that's another thing to be very cognizant of is that right. you know so many places in, in globally are uh, are st- people are still killed for being. Uh, in the community, they're st- still ousted from their families and their right. communities. So, you know, we um, yes, we've come some distance, but we're not. We're clearly we've got a lot of more, a lot more work to do, especially globally. Yeah, we we, we sure do. Yeah. On that note, I know like where I come from, which is South Korea. They're still mm-hmm. very far away from from getting to where Canada's at. So it's, it's yeah. very unfortunate seeing seeing this distance. We're seeing that gap between the two countries. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So, so next question, Suzanne. Um, so this, I guess this question is more to, uh, for people that are not part of the community, 
Um, so like if I hear or he hear rumor that someone is lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, how should I respond to that rumor? And what are like kind of like the best practices? So, uh, so you're you're asking if somebody says, "Oh, I think so and so is gay." Yeah. yeah. What What do we do about that? Yeah. Um, like, I would just respond to like, "What business is that of yours?" You know. So, mm -hmm. so why are you why are you uh, titillating about that information? It's not relevant to anything that we are doing. It's uh, you know calling somebody out about um, being a being a like that rumor mill can be so damaging, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, just even it, it provides a sense of othering and it's not, uh, it's just not kind. So you could easily say to someone who's rumoring, um, you know, uh, like, that's just not okay with me to be talking about somebody's gender, uh, somebody's, somebody's uh, gender or somebody's uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, you know, if, if they are, so what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's no big yeah. deal. Yeah. Like, you know, are you going to, um, are you going to, are you going to put a cross up and burn it? Like what, what, the, what, why do you need to know? Right. right. <laughs> they're, they're not, they're right. not going to harm you. <laughs> no, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 So I would make light, I would make, uh, like I, like I always want to, um, take every, this is, this is something that you could offer people. I always like to take every opportunity uh, as a teachable moment. Right. So when somebody is rumoring, I would say, so let's talk about that. Why is it important for you to be guessing about somebody's gender identity or somebody like what is going on with you about that? What, what's your thinking behind that question? Why are you asking me that? Um, you know, is there something I can share with you about, uh, about um, the 2SLGBTQI community that might help? you know, that might help you understand better about why it's not okay to rumor. Um, using those moments, I call them teachable moments and, and mm -hmm. take advantage of them whenever I can. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to listen to some Nova Scotia Works client stories. I look forward to my family's security in the future. That's the main goal as a father. The empowerment from changing careers has really just made me want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm looking forward to growing my business. So I want to hire people like I was hired. I want to give guys that chance. It me fait plaisir de continuer à travailler avec les immigrants francophones en Nouvelle-Écosse. I'm looking forward to the financial freedom that I never had before. And now back to the podcast. You know, I, I, I totally agree with you on, on those teachable moments. And, and, and normally, some of those teachable moments has to deal with in the workplace as well, because sometimes in the workplaces where you hear um, some of those comments utterly made. Um, and so um, what are people saying? Um, oh, that's so gay. Um, I, I don't care about person's sexual preferences. Um, what are other phrases have you heard in the workplace um, that people have utterly said? And, and how did you respond to those type of comments um, mm -hmm. if persons have said that? Because, you know, we have to be inclusive, but sometimes people don't know 
uh, they say comments, but don't even know that people are a part of that community. Or I'm a part yeah. of that community. If yeah. I, and, I, and I've actually experienced that where I say, okay, now I, I used, I used to not be comfortable to say that I was a part of the community, but now um, this year I can, I can proudly say that I'm more advocating and more um, stepping up myself to say hey no i'm queer i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a part of this community yeah. you're not going to speak about my community that way i'm go- not going to allow you so like yeah yeah so you um do? you know there's lots of there's lots of um innuendo um there's lots of you know like the the gay floppy wrist mm-hmm. there's calling somebody a dyke there's um you know, comments like uh, that are totally offensive. Like um, I'm going to quote here, a woman dressed in, sorry, a man dressed in women's clothing. Um, Those are really hurtful and harmful things. Um, I experienced something similar um, in in a workplace that was actually uh, like a very open, I was openly uh, lesbian in this, uh, openly queer in this, in this workplace. And we were off to a, um, we were off to a uh, uh, a retreat, and the 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 people in the workplace were trying to figure out like because we could only afford to have um, people share rooms, right. and so I'm I'm the only dyke in in the town. Right? I'm the only dyke in in the workplace, and mm-hmm. and so there was this big debate behind my back, um, asking the question: Well, who can we put together with Suzanne? Because you know she's queer and so it's like like the assumption that just because i'm a lesbian i'm mm-hmm. going to you know attack somebody that i that i happen to be sharing a, a a room with in a at a retreat like those assumptions about who we are that we can't control our sexuality that we can't control our impulses that we are absolutely if we're a gay man we're going to also be um a pedophile right so all of those assumptions that get that have been historically um, put in in people's minds around fear. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are the things that continue to live on in subtle ways, right? right. Um, you know, and it and you know, and our own Canadian government didn't did the nasty thing. I mean, they they purged all of us out of the military and out of the RCMP and mm-hmm. out of the civil service during the LGBT purge because we were considered to be a, a security threat. Yeah. And, you know, and so if the whole ca- country of Canada has, if, if the whole government of Canada has identified this group of people as being dangerous, mm-hmm. those those messages kind of live on over decades, right? And so we're still dealing with that that kind of fear and and un, un, unrealistic uh, or those uh, those assumptions that were made back then because it's st- part of people's history. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have to still do a lot of uh, educating and work. And you know, I talk when I do trainings, I talk about the purge and I let people know. What actually happened during those during that uh, those those three decades in Canada after the Cold War and why, you know, we were we were interrogated and um, lost our jobs and and uh, pushed out of uh, of you know of uh, of an employment that was suited for us entirely and and right. well trained and all that all of that so it's like you know we have to understand our history and that's another reason why we have 
pride celebrations and pride events and talking about those historical uh, situations that have created the homophobia and transphobia that we exist in with right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next question for you, Suzanne. Um, I'm just going to pull up the question. So if somebody wants advice on what to tell their roommates, friends, or family about being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, like how can they seek help and how, how can they go about disclosing that, that to their family or friends? So coming out is a very big, big... Um, it's hard. It's, it's a it's a very big event for someone from yeah. the community right. and you know we we basically test it out right so we test it out with our closest friend we test it out with our closest sibling we test it out with people that we trust and people that we know who are also in the queer community so you know um to come out uh as trans or to come out as non-binary or to come out uh you know as a as a queer person Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a pro, it's a pro process and mm-hmm. often the workplace is the last place that we come out. Um, mm-hmm. and so you'll find many times that people will be, um, you know, expressing their gender, um, their true gender, they'll be, they'll be, um, you know, secretly in the closet for a number of years before they come out before anyone really knows. Um, right. so you know, we, we get, we have a sense of safety. We, we kind of get a sense of who's going to be our, our uh, allies and who's not. Right. Yeah. We know, Uh, like we we know that. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, and, and, and once you're, once you're in the community, your gaydar is also very uh, rampant. So you'll, you'll be able to pick people out that, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, will also be in the community. You know, I just, for example, had a, had an osteopathy treatment this morning and, you know, I knew immediately that my gaydar was up. And I had a great chat with uh, with this person who was giving me a treatment, and you know, and and we made this great connection during right. uh, during a medical you know treatment. Mm-hmm. So so you know we we uh, we 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 have that sixth sense, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so if your roommate is not somebody that you can trust, or not somebody that's going to be um, uh, willing to say, hey, that's cool. <laughs> Um, you know, then, then get a new roommate, um, or, uh, or, uh, you know, because hiding, hiding in the closet is, uh, damaging to your personhood. I mean, you know, any, anybody that's had to, um, suppress their gender identity, suppress their sexual orientation, suppress their expression, uh, of their gender. And anyone who's done that for a length of time will know that there's an internal mm, struggle, there's internal damage done uh, because your gut is hurting, right? It hurts. And so when we are free to be our true authentic selves, and when we're able to march in a pride parade boldly with our flags, you know, and our sunglasses and, Mm -hmm. you know, then, then, uh, then there's some joy and euphoria that comes. Yeah. So you've heard probably a lot about gender dysphoria. And that's the sense of uh, someone who, you know, has, uh, ha- has been assigned a gender at birth, 
that doesn't match their true gender identity. And so there's this dysphoria, there's this disconnect between what my body looks like and what my gender identity actually truly is. And so what we know is that gender dysphoria can be very debilitating and can be very harm, harmful. And every time somebody's misgendered or mis or dead named, we call it, um, every time that happens to a trans person or a non-binary person, there's, there's harm done. Yeah. But on the other side of it, when your body aligns to your gender identity and people, re- and people are using your proper name and people are using your proper pronouns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's euphoria. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. The world is beautiful. Yeah, right? it is. It is. So yeah. that's how we, you know, that's how we want to see um, our world look in the future is that yeah. when people um, express their true gender identity, right. you know, let's give them all the power yeah. behind that and right. help them with the surgeries they need and make sure government uses the MSI program to pay for those surgeries and those procedures and make sure that that uh, all government forms, for example, don't, uh, um, you know, require a dead name, that, they, that they're quite clearly um, inclusive with gender markers, male, female, other, non-binary, like make sure that they're, make sure that they're respectful. Right. And I think then, like I can tell you when I, every time I'm in a, a place and the speaker opens with, ladies and gentlemen, I just shoot daggers. Like it makes me so angry because every non-binary person and gender fluid person in the room, yeah, that is is so true. Is, is excluded. That you is know? true. And so it's not ladies and gentlemen. It's hello, people. Hello. Um, yeah. Way to go, folks. Right. We're here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's using gender. Uh, it's using language. Right. That is not gendered language yeah. when we are communicating with each other. And I, and I think, um, you know, it takes work. Like yeah. I've been practicing this since I've started working with uh, uh, trans rights work. And I've been right. practicing on a, on a regular basis using gender, non, using, using language that's not gendered. Mm-hmm. And I do my very best. Sometimes I, I slip up, but yeah. for the most part, I'm using folks and people mm-hmm, and yeah. mm-hmm. language that is neutral. Right. And, and that's so important. Language is so important yeah. to be inclusive in, in, yeah. in order to include everyone. Um, and, and I've actually um, learned that as, as an individual um, coming to, to Canada, I, I, when I came to Halifax in particular in 2018, I, I learned that diverse um, attending Mount St. Vincent University, the, the inclusive language of um, hey, folks. Um, um, yeah. how are, uh, he- hello, everyone. Making sure that that language is there to um, to not exclude, and and that's very important, um, Suzanne, as we continue to be inclusive um, in in this uh, world, and also in the community and in our neighborhood for sure. Like when we see something, even if we are not trans or we're not non-binary and we're not in that in that uh, in that. Um, where it's not harmful to us, but if we notice something, right. you know, if we, you know, I'd love to say to the prime minister of Canada, could you please stop using the words, all the men and women in Canada? Like, can you please change your language? Yeah. Um, so I can be that ally for our trans and non-binary people to right. call out binarism when I hear it. Right. I can use my privilege as a lawyer to fight 
uh, legislation that is exclusionary and that is that that creates a situation for harm uh, of harm for you know people in our community who, who can't be parents of their own children because um, because they're in a same-sex relationship. I mean, right. there, there are lots of ways that we can each individually step up right. and call out those, those places where harm is done. Right. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree, for sure. And, you know, as we continue to wrap up this conversation, um, we have one more question for you, um, Suzanne, and, and, and Hoon's going to ask that question for you um, to wrap up. And this is going to be targeted towards employment um, as we continue to give persons in employment and persons who are employing um, our community that perception. So I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Hoon. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll fire away here, Templeton. Yeah, go ahead. So with, with, you know, with growing companies, you know, the driving diversity in the workplace, um, how can these companies better hire people in the LGBTQIA plus community? I stuttered out a lot. <laughs> oh, well, that's, a, no, that, no, it's a really good question. And yeah. Um, so I always say to people, I always say to workplaces and businesses and corporations that you have to do the work yeah. of understanding our communities before you want to hire. And I'll I give do. you an example. Um, you know, I did a training with, uh, with the recruiters for the um, Canadian Armed Forces east of, east of uh, uh, Montreal. And in that group of people, of about 100 people in the room, um, when I asked the question, you know, about the apology that Prime Minister uh, Trudeau made and the purge, there was only maybe three or four people who put up their hand that even knew about it. So the recruiters, the, the session was about how do we get people from your community to join the, the armed forces? Well, my my question back or my response back to them was you've got to understand the community you've got to know our history you've got to mm -hmm. you've got to be respectful and 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 um and understand us before you try to recruit us because mm -hmm. if you don't understand and if you yeah. aren't haven't done the trans 101 class yeah. um you know you're going to immediately uh you know, create harm when you do your interview and misgender somebody. Right. So you, so like every, every place, every workplace needs to have some training, needs right. to have some uh, deep understanding, needs to do their homework. And then their workplace needs to be a welcoming place. So you have to put policies in place. You have to, you know, create that friendly environment for trans folk. You have to make sure that there's a gender neutral bathroom for non-binary people. Um, you have to make sure that people are not going to freak out when a, when a trans woman goes into the women's bathroom. Like you've got to make sure those things don't happen in your workplace. Mm -hmm. And if you can be sure that that's the situation in your workplace, then we want to join your place of work. That's right. Okay. That's right. But yeah, until you do that work, um, words out on the street that this is not a safe place for me okay mm -hmm. like your workplace will will be uh, um, spoken about in on the street in the mm -hmm. queer community that this is not a safe place for us because of these things that have happened and you know when you're in the community you hear those things right you say oh no we can't work for that we can't work for that group can't work for that group because they don't even 
AI is. They don't know what yeah. equity, diversity, and inclusion even stands for. So, mm-hmm. so like the homework is important, and then also having um, champions in your workplace. So, you know, if you have somebody, like don't don't give them the whole lion's share of the work of yeah. educating people because that's not fair either. But, you know, having role models and having somebody at the head of, you know, around the board table, having somebody who's who's prominent in your organization, who's quite obviously queer will make a difference, too, because mm-hmm. there, there'll be this uh, this willingness to not make a deal about it because mm-hmm. it's really not relevant. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm you know, if I if I have. Um, legal training, it shouldn't matter to anyone if I'm a trans male person or if I'm a lesbian or if I'm uh, a queer or if I'm two spirit, like it shouldn't matter. Definitely. definitely. It's what's, it's, you know, it's my ability to, to uh, do the work, do the work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How is that for an answer? No, and that's so good as we, as we wrap up, love is love. Queer is love. Go out into the community, educate yourself, go out into the community and learn about our community. As we um, wrap up this episode, I want to welcome you back into the Neighborhood Conversations to our next episode as we continue to celebrate Pride Month. Be, be, be loved, be square. Hey, Suzanne, you have been an amazing first guest, official first guest of really? the Neighborhood Conversations. Thank you so oh, much, good. everyone. Thank- yeah me and have Thank a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Happy, yeah. Pride. So Happy, yeah. Pride, Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride, everyone. Be yourself, everyone. This podcast is funded by the government of Nova Scotia.